Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God on our lives. The title of this message is Church Zombies. Well, I'm not so far off. You'll see. This is a five-part series of which this is the first episode. A.W. Tozer stated, If the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. If the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop and everyone would know the difference. This is not a message about the Holy Spirit, but about what happens to a church when he is not running the show. There are several other points that I intend to make to ultimately demonstrate why church zombies exist. If you have been with me a bit, you know the message titles, although sometimes a bit strange, usually facilitate a metal data dump, whereby I can draft up a message just on the title alone. I believe God has left my personality intact while also requiring me to teach and thus equip the saints for the work of ministry. Ephesians 4, 11, 16, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. I could camp on this scripture for about a year. There's so much in there that there's no way we can cover it. I suppose that's why it's near and dear to my heart. I can come off sharp at times, but I believe that it is misdirected passion on my part. We are in some trying times, and all they look nothing like what the Bible says they will look like, we are nonetheless in trying times. My passion has always been to equip the saints for the work of ministry and to make disciples that remain. And although I'm in transition from a church that no longer exists, due to a variety of reasons that I'm still learning from, the transformation line is non-existent in this season. I'm sure that the reason that he has released me to start a teaching ministry which has been confirmed by the wisdom of others, is because I'm an Ephesians 4 guy. For now and for me, the line will be online. I truly have no desire to be something as I have come to the place of peace, whereby I know that in him and in all that he has done for me, I am someone to him. Size does not matter in the kingdom of God, equipping and fruit that remains. These are the buzzwords if there are any in the Bible. Effectiveness and our ministry is what makes a difference. If our military wasn't effective, we would be answering to another country by now. And well, if the church doesn't make a mind shift, we may be doing that sooner than later. Oh, the untapped power that lays dormant in the saint that is not equipped for service in the body. So let's go scripture running. I love to get the Bible involved so that it dispels arguments and every high thing that tries to contradict it. Human condition. 
Isaiah 6, 5-9 So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. You see here, we must recognize our condition and position in relationship to Jesus. We go on. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. We can easily become like those in whom we hang around. Choose your friends wisely. We go on. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You see, this is why, though, it may be invisible to you or unintentional, is why we don't like the Holy Spirit to show up in the house of God. He sets us and all of our stuff before Jesus. And Jesus won't leave us in the same condition that he found us in. What would you say in his presence about your current condition? Verse 6. Then one of the seraphim threw to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it, and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sins purged. The work of Jesus is final and complete. It is necessary that we would be able to respond in humility when he asks for volunteers. Verse 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord. Did you hear God? Ever? At all? Are your lips in the way? Your thoughts? Perhaps it's your sin. We go on. Saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Oh, to raise your hand in excitement at the beckoning call and to do so without fully knowing what it is that he will have us doing. Oh, and this is why we need miracles, signs, and wonders to be manifesting in people's lives, so that they would shoot up their hand when they heard the calling and purpose of their life. We go on. Then I said, Here I am, send me. You see, far too many people want to know up front what the assignment is and how they can expect that it will turn out. But we see in this example the simple enthusiastic response from a man who just a few minutes ago had come to the end of himself as he tired of tripping over his unclean lips. Verse 9, And he said, Go, tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Okay, so I would not want this guy to show up in my town with a directive such as this. You can try and hear, but won't be able to. You can try and see, but this too will evade you. Who in their right mind wants to live such a life of frustration? Pride and arrogance, ignoring sin, Refusing to listen to the church leadership, not obeying, submitting, reading the word, listening to anyone with a different opinion about what they know of God. The list is unfortunately too big to list here. I have seen these, so I listed them. Should I leave out the church know-it-alls or the poor baby Christian who thinks that it's just them and God alone? Nope. Mark seven twenty-one through 23. For from within, out of the heart of men, Proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blaspheming, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. What the heck, Mark? Did you just decide to list all the evils that have ever plagued mankind to encourage us? What's funny about these lists is the response I have heard and read from some, which is that this is what they used to be, but not anymore, now that they are saved. Well, if this were true, then no one should fall away from the church or ministry, right? The term backsliding wouldn't exist. I mean, if we still didn't have to battle on some level the fruits of the devil, we should walk in such perfection that you could never find the front door to your house again, ever. Well, let's continue on. For sure, none of these factors can prevent the absolute effectiveness of the church today, right? Romans 3, 10 through 18. As it is written, there is none righteous. Nope, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. 
They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Maybe this is what Isaiah was dealing with upstairs. Verse 15. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this powerful beginning to a five-part series. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy, and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.